Greetings to you today. I am Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries, your host of the Being Love in Action podcast. Yes, your grace girl, sister, daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. So come on, have your coffee, sip your tea, and walk with me while I share with you through the word of God what it truly means to be love in action. Hello everyone. Again, thank you for tuning in today. It is always such an honor and pleasure whenever I have uh, and I am able to have each and every one of you tune in week after week to this podcast. And I am just so excited about what God is doing. I pray that your week is one that has been one that's been filled with some great things going on. And in spite of what of some of the things that may be going on that are not so great, great, that you were still encouraged and you were still inspired by the word of God to push through even when things don't always look right. That is the hope of the true and living God that we have in, in Jesus Christ, that no matter what we're facing, my beloved and my friends, that God promises to never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. So let us jump in today. I'm going to share with you um, once a week, um, I send out a text. I'm always trying to do things with my family to stay engaged. Um, One of the things for many of us, we have to remember that there must be balance in our lives as, as believers. And we should always, each one of us, not just those of us who may be leaders, but everyone should have a time where they have family time, you know, whether it's devotion time with your family, prayer time, it should be done on a weekly basis. And even if you can get a Bible study in time in, what I what I'm doing at one time I was doing a Bible study and, and with everybody's schedule, it was getting kind of crazy because, you know, some could come on this day and some could come on that other day. So one of the things that um, I always try to do is just listen to what God is saying and speaking and how to stay engaged and connected to my young adult millennial children and, and their friends, because many of their friends I call my daughters. Amen. And so I try to stay engaged and connected to them. Um, And so as a result, as well as my family members, my siblings, my aunts, those people who are very connected. And I remember when I first in 2009, when I first received my calling. But really before then, I want to say in about 2008, for two years, I did what was um, I called at the time. I didn't really understand. But every morning, whenever I would do my devotion time, so it would be between four and 5.30 in the morning or sometimes 6, I would literally, whatever the word or scripture that God gave me, I would send out to a lot of people. So for two years, I did that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people would say, you know, I love the word. Thank you. But, you know, that's early in the morning. My phone goes off and I, I never would get offended because I, I, I will always do what God asked me to do. And if and if it you know doesn't agree with someone's timing or schedule, I accept it, no problem. And so I did that for two years, and then, um, you know, I, I have my prayer ministry that we started uh, last year. It made a year 
uh, on the 22nd of March. So I'm excited about that. And then, of course, this podcast that we have going on, um, we're going into the seventh month of the podcast. And so, um, you know, we're doing that. And so one of the things that I'm doing now, one of the things that I'm doing now is to send because we haven't been able to um, get everybody scheduled, all the, the young millennial adults, my daughters. And so one of the things that I do is I send out a text to them, a devotional, a meditation scripture. You know, I don't try to make it all of the text. I give them whatever God gives me for everybody to meditate over that for a week. To, it, it works well in a couple of ways because it will allow them to memorize scripture if it's a scripture that they don't know. And as well as it will give them one thing to kind of focus on in, in, in lieu of giving them an entire scripture, an entire text. And then what it does is it gives us an opportunity as a family to be able to meditate on the same text and then come back and talk about it at some point. And I kind of leave that kind of not necessarily set in stone because again, the scheduling of everyone, um, you know, so I try to keep, keep it where at some point we'll be able throughout in that week, we'll be able to have an opportunity to have a conversation. Amen. So with that being said, um, just excited that, um, this week, the meditation scripture, and I'm going to share it on the podcast. Holy Spirit said, I want you to share this. So me, I'm just going to be obedient and share it. And so the scripture focus that I want us to, to focus on today or to chat about is today is a psalm that most believers learn in Sunday school or Bible study at when they were little kids. And my seven-year-old reads it. She's been reading it now for a year. So I'm trying to teach her how to learn the word of God, but also memorize it. So she reads Psalm 23 and, um, my two year old hasn't gotten there yet, but she, she, she's a prayer warrior. Amen. So anyway, today I just want to share, and I want us to look at, and here's, here's this question. Here's the the statement. We're going to look at Psalm 23 and one. And here is the question. The, the word simply says, and we're only looking at the first verse. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And this is David having a conversation about his Lord. Amen. And so my question to you today is, is the Lord really your shepherd? And now I had to really, really Think about that statement. Is the Lord really your shepherd? And here is David. We know he had a personal relationship with God. And David, prior to becoming king, he was a shepherd boy. We know that when the prophet Samuel came to the house of Jesse, which was David's father, to pick a king, the first king. Well, David was the second king. I'm sorry. When he went to pick the king, Jesse had all of his sons there for the prophet and the prophet looked at each one of them and he and God did not allow him to pick any of them and then the prophet says is someone missing is there another son and and the father just said yeah I have another son but he was a shepherd he's just a shepherd and the humble beginnings of David 
encourage me today. And I pray that it encourages you because it's because it is a, a reminder that whatever state we may be in in life where we may begin, we can't count that as meaningless. Whatever, wherever we come from, whether we come from poverty, whether we come from the projects, whether we come from mansions, wherever we come from, whether we come from a single family home, a two parent home, we may come from a, a, a life of crime. We may come from uh, where we didn't have any parents to raise us. You, you, you may have come from where you were in the um, foster care, right? Maybe you were sickly all of your life and, and you were raised a lot in the hospitals, right? Maybe you, you, you know, you were raised with family members, right? Maybe unfortunately your parents were deceased at an, at an early age or one of your parents or maybe both of them, unfortunately, and you were raised by other family members, man, there are some things in life that we don't control as children that we don't understand begins to set the foundation of our lives. Here was David. Um, not looked upon by his father as probably the greatest picked for a king because he did not present him to the prophet. So David, here it is, David writes this psalm. And, and, and one of the things, you know, people probably ask out of all the analogies that could David could have used, why a shepherd? Why would he compare God to a shepherd? And, and, and I'm going to kind of answer that question just a little bit. You know, we got to remember that he was raised as a shepherd boy. So he understood exactly the responsibility that a shepherd had. You know, the shepherd's job is three things. It is to protect, provide and pursue his sheep. And David, because he lived it on a daily basis. See our experiences in God, our relationship with God, a lot of times has a lot to do the way that we we perceive or connect to God. Many times has a lot to do with our uh, life and um, the way we live or have lived, right? So, it, it, you know, it, it would it would not have been natural for David to compare God in that moment as a shepherd if he was a goldsmith, if he was a blacksmith. Right. Because a blacksmith works with iron and fire. So if he was a blacksmith, he could have used a different analogy that maybe he would have seen God as fire. You know, the God of 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 fire, a, a, a God who, um, what's a good word? A, a, a God who, uh, Jesus is on the tip of my tongue. Forgive me. A God who refines, um, like fire refines things. Fire can not only refine, but it can, uh, create things. So if he was a blacksmith, maybe he would have used uh, that type of analogy, but he used what he was familiar with and something that was personal to him. So he said that God was a shepherd. And because we know that a shepherd's responsibility is to protect, provide and pursue his sheep. David understood that the shepherd first had to value the sheep. God is so mindful of us that he made man 
in his image. He didn't make animals in his image. He didn't make the world. He made mankind in his image. And it also says that he made mankind just a little bit lower than the angels. So that means that God values you and I. And as a shepherd, a shepherd must value the sheep. He must see worth in the sheep in order for him to protect them, in order for him to provide for them, and in order for him to pursue them. There must be a value initially. I want you to know that God want you to know that God values you. That's why it says, who am I that God is mindful of me? Oh, my beloved brothers and sisters, God is so mindful of you and I because he values us, right? So the first thing the shepherd does is he sees the sheep as value. And then the, the, the next thing he does is he protects them. You know, again, we're talking about here in this text where David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And so what I'm doing is setting it up for you to understand why you lack nothing because a sheep's soul soul response, a shepherd's sole responsibility is to take care of that sheep in every area of his life. So he protects the sheep from other, the, the, the other animals that could prey on them, the unseen conditions before them, as well as keep them from hurting themselves. Remember a sheep listens to the voice of its shepherd. It is, it is, it is, it has been so in tune with the shepherd because he's aware of the shepherd that wherever the sound of the shepherd goes, Even if he can't see him, he hears the shepherd. I need you to hear me today. We need to make sure that our ear gates are always listening for the voice of the shepherd. We need to make sure our eyes are always on the shepherd because his, his responsibility is to protect us, not just from the animals, not just from the unseen principalities of the evil ones, also from ourselves. Come on. I know how many of you like me can raise your hand and say, if it had not been for God who loved me enough to keep me and protect me in some situations where I didn't want to be protected. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that God kept me even in those moments when I didn't want to be kept. I don't know about you, but I thank God for his protective hedge. So David is saying the protector. Then we we look at David and he says that he lacks nothing in God because God provides for us. The good shepherd God provides for his sheep. He provides shelter. He provides grooming and food for the sheep to eat as well as keeping them alive and healthy. Oh, my beloved brothers and sisters, understand that God provides for you in your life every day. I don't care where you may be in life. If you look back over your life or you look at today, thank God for those who have shelter. Thank God that we can go in our homes and have water that's running. Um, thank God that we have food to eat. Sometimes we may not have everything that we want, but there is something that we can eat. We, there are some people that are unfortunate, that are homeless, and we got to continue to pray for the homeless and those who are in need, not only pray for them, but be involved enough to give and help them. Amen. But the good shepherd, he provides for his sheep. But the last thing I want us to rejoice about is we lack nothing as well because the good shepherd pursues the sheep. He pursues the sheep by keeping a watchful eye on their movements. 
See, David was familiar with that because as a shepherd himself, he was always aware. The shepherd would even go before the sheep down the roads to make sure there weren't any possible ditches or maybe detours. He was always mindful. And watch this. If one of the sheep would somehow be uh, lost or uh, were pulled back, for some reason, they were lost or they strayed away. The, the shepherd's responsibility was to bring them back into the fold. See, I believe that David looked back over his life, his past, and, his, and he was able to see the hand of God in his life, in his present. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I believe that David saw God as the consummate shepherd. He realized that throughout his life, God had been protecting, providing, and even pursuing him. My brothers and sisters, I want you to look over your life and you think about the God that we serve, how he has been constantly, constantly providing for you and I. He has constantly, as the good shepherd, has he not uh, been protecting and pursuing you when you were led, when you were astray, when you didn't want to pray, when you didn't even feel like there was hope anymore? Wow, what a loving, caring, and hands-on Heavenly Father we have. I ask you the question, do you see God as your good shepherd? Can you look back over your life and see God's footprints even when you don't recognize your own. I want you to think about that. In those times when you thought you were not going to make it. And you had a second win and you don't even know where it came from. I want you to know that was God carrying you. But understand without a real relationship with the father, we can never truly see him in his full capacity. He is so much more. See, David saw him as a consummate shepherd. He understood the responsibility and the accountability of a shepherd because he was one. And even as a boy, he was being trained to be a king who is also a form of a shepherd because he has a kingdom to look after. But David knew that God was his shepherd. And the only reason why he knew that because he had a relationship with him. God is so much more than a spiritual sugar daddy. <laughs> Ouch. I know that may hurt, but it's true for some of us. We go to God only when we need something, when we, when we need something and we make promises that we know in our hearts we'll never keep. And God, because he loves us so much, many times he comes through. And we get that blessing and where that need is met. And then we forget to pray. We don't go to church. We don't do the things we need to do. You know, many times like people who have sugar daddies do. Come on, you know, I keep it real on this podcast. Or sugar mamas. You know that they love you. And hey, you manipulate that relationship or what you think you're manipulating. So you get that money from them. You get the cars, you get the trips, the clothes and all of that stuff. And you promise them, oh, I'm going to be with you or whatever. And you know in your heart, your intentions were never to do that or be there for them. But God is so much more to us than that. 
He gave us Jesus Christ who gave us his life so that we may have eternal life. So this week I ask you to meditate on God as the good shepherd. And I want you to ask yourself, get your journal if you don't have one. Start journaling. This is for my brothers and sisters. I I promise you it will bless you. And I want you to just think about God as a shepherd. And this, this scripture right here says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. So when you really begin to meditate on that text and you think about the fact that you lack nothing because the God of God and the King of Kings is your personal good shepherd. My God, he's so awesome. He's so awesome that, you know, if you don't know him as the good shepherd, I encourage you to get to know him. He'll blow your mind. Oh God, he'll blow your mind. Sometimes I, I, I just become in awe of God and how much he loves me. The good shepherd, the one who will provide, who will protect and who will pursue you. He'll stick closer to you than anybody. When all else fails, God will never fail you. So I pray today that you were encouraged or inspired to try Jesus. You know, the word of God says that, you know, all you have to do is really confess your sins. You know, sin is those things that have kept you from having a relationship with God. Those things that you have done or are doing outside of the will of God. And he says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God, and he was resurrected and you believe that in your heart you will be saved and then the other thing you would get to a local church body and learn about God through the word of God but I will encourage you to get into your word for yourself and learn it study it ask God to give you the knowledge and wisdom and for those who are believers maybe today is a great day for you to rededicate your life to Christ he is the good shepherd Right here, David talks about God pursuing us. He pursues us. He says he will never leave us nor forsake us. So maybe you, you, you just kind of quit on God. Today, I encourage you. He's waiting right there for you. His hand is always open to you and I. For believers who, who just kind of threw in the towel, God said nothing will ever separate us from his love. So I pray today that this word encouraged you. And I pray that on next week, I get an opportunity to meet you back here on the Being Love in Action podcast. I pray that you are encouraged and empowered to live a life poured out for God and watch and see and taste the love of the Father. I am Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries, your favorite grace girl, just trying to live this life and live it right. I love you. And until we meet again, God bless you and amen.